The sirens woke Elsa, but not me. I'd crawled into bed only an hour or so before, exhausted, bruised, desperate to blot out the memories of the previous day, the awful things I'd seen. She was shaking me, harder and harder, and even then sleep would not release me. Finally, she shouted, Will, Will, wake up, Will, darling. What is it? I groaned, turning away from her, pulling the blankets up and over my head. She switched on her bedside lamp. Phil, we have to go. For several seconds, I still couldn't understand her, desperate to return to the peace of unconsciousness. But then I heard for myself. The ululating wail of the sirens, and beneath them, a sound like rolling thunder coming in. The bombers. The bombers were back. Elsa was up and out of bed, pulling on her thick dressing gown, bumping against furniture in the darkness, a growing frenzy of movement and panic. I sat up, rubbing my eyes, and for a few seconds I entertained the possibility that the planes would pass overhead, as they had every night before last on their way to Bristol. But just as I was about to reassure Elsa, we heard the high-pitched whistling sound of falling bombs, dozens of them, a horrible choir, then multiple impacts, low and distant. We looked at each other. I'll need to get dressed, I said. I have to report in. You can't. You were out all day yesterday. For God's sake, let someone else go. It's my duty. As I dressed, Elsa peeled back the black curtain and looked out of the window. From here, we had a panoramic view over the city. It was one of the reasons my parents bought the house. How lovely, my mother often said, to see Bath laid out before us like a picture postcard. Last night, we'd seen a very different prospect. Vast areas on fire, like some awful vision of the apocalypse. Phil, said Elsa, there's someone in your workshop. A cold chill went up my spine. What? Are you sure? My shirt still unbuttoned, I joined her at the window and looked out toward the end of the garden. Sure enough, there was a light seeping from beneath the workshop door. A shadow moved inside. Lutus? said Elsa. Surely not. I'll go and see. No, Will, we have to get to the cellar. There were more long, droning whines seemingly nearer now, and then three massive explosions that shook the whole house. Outside, someone very nearby was screaming. The sound jolted me back to yesterday. The houses on the lower Bristol Road, all obliterated like a row of grotesque blackened skeletons, bodies in the soot. You go, I said. I'll have a quick look. There's a lot of equipment in there that... Oh, forget your damn contraptions, Will. Come with me, bitter. I'll only be a moment, darling. I promise. When I opened the back door and looked out beyond the garden, the horror of it all hit me again. The smoke billowing beneath the red glow of the flares, the rumble of falling masonry, a smell in the air like molten tar. From further down the hill the gut-wrenching sound of another explosion, then cries from God knows where. Another wave of bombers was coming in for its turn at the city, untroubled by the pathetic patter of distant anti-aircraft fire. Bath had no defences of its own. No one had expected this. 
I felt a hand on my elbow. Elsa was behind me in the doorway. I turned and kissed her. Go to the cellar, I said. She looked at me desperately, but started stepping back toward the cellar door, and for a moment I thought of following her. Instead, I scrambled out toward the workshop. My father had built it many years ago. My brother and I helped him, carrying bricks along the garden in a rusty old wheelbarrow. There had once been an orchard down there, he told us. As I got closer to the door, I could hear someone speaking inside. Instinctively, I looked around for a weapon, a spade or pitchfork, anything. But then, as my senses gathered, I realized with a start that I recognized the voice. I wasn't sure whether to feel shocked or relieved. I opened the door very slowly. The interior was mostly lost in shadow, but a single lamp illuminated the large work table in the center of the room, crammed with half-built wirelesses, tools, and components. 